Hello and welcome to the Beercast. Yay! Hooray! How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Good. I think that's how we started the last one. <laughs> Probably. Except you went, fine, thanks. Uh, my name is Richard. Welcome aboard. It's another beer related podcast from Edinburgh. I'm on the crack team tonight. We have Shovels. Hello. And Ruben. Hello. Only three of us because we're only doing three beers. Today we're doing a brewery showcase from the Purity Brewery based in Warwickshire. They were kind enough to send us three of their beers. And we will try them all. We're starting with pure gold. Pure gold. I'll get on the pouring. Yep. Uh, so I guess by its nature, our last podcast was over an hour long because we had all kinds of brewdog stuff and crazy IPAs, left, right, and centre. This one will be a shorter, sweeter nugget of uh, <laughs> session beerability. Uh, it's about time. It's about time. Oh, yeah, keep, we've been going down a crazy route quite a bit. Of we have week, so. Time for some normal beer. Absolutely. Uh, Purity, they're based at Upper Spernal Farm in Great Alm. I'm sure that's how you pronounce it, which is just outside Redditch in Warwickshire. Uh, if you know Warwickshire well, I'm sure you do, Gruden. Uh, been it's, there once. Have you? Been have in Warwick Castle. Oh, ah. A good day out. Yeah, I seem to remember, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ruben's a member of the Sealed Knot. He travels around the UK. <laughs> the Sealed Knot. Not waiting back to. Activities, <laughs> battle activities. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, it's it's kind of midway between Worcester and Stratford on Avon. Mm. Doesn't mean a lot to me, that <laughs> I'm afraid. You know Shakespeare? He was the writer. I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Overrated. He, he wrote books. <laughs> yeah, this day. Uh, anyways, this is the first beer. This is pure gold. It's three point eight percent refreshing golden ale. Mm. And Let's get cracking. As we fire into this one, because there's only three of us, we have uh, much larger portions tonight. Got a nice little head on it. Uh, yeah. Some kind of mild biscuity strawness. Yeah. Yeah, kind of milder oceaniness. Yeah, a bit of ocean in there, yeah, yeah. I think. But not, yeah, not as sweet. I suppose over the last few podcasts, we've been crazy in the head with these really strong beers. Um, so it's good to have a few that aren't absolutely mental. Yeah. Again, on the beer cast. Because we did, and when we first started, we were drinking English session bitters and. The old days of Coniston Bluebird and oh, yes. Thwaites Double Century and all that. Yeah, that yeah. American podcast we did was quite challenging because it was. was a lot of crazy beers. We had five, seven percent IPAs. And had Stuart in it too. <laughs> yeah, always a challenge. Always a challenge. Mm-hmm. A little bit of orange in it as well. Yeah, hmm. I get that. What's the orange hop? I can't remember. They mark the hops on the back. They do. Um, Northern Brewer, Fuggles, Hereford Goldings and Styrian Goldings hops. I can't remember what the profiles of those are. Do you get the classic Fuggles sewage smell? Uh, don't think so. It smells... No. Um, there's a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of hop, but it's mostly that kind of... Can slice. you smell the bitterness? I can smell the bitterness. <laughs> You're good. Can, Only on the beer cast can we smell the bitterness. And I can taste that it's gold. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I've stopped saying taste of green, because no, I was told not to. Taste of green? <laughs> yeah. No, I missed that. That's for kind of... Your kind of raw hop beers. All oh, right, kind of grassiness. Yeah, yeah, uh, the grassiness. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. But it just reminds me of green. Fair play. This doesn't taste of green. This tastes no, of, it's of gold. It tastes of gold. Oddly, that's a really nice session beer. Yeah, it's a lot better than I uh, I'd expected it to be. Actually, I don't know why I expected it to be rubbish, but uh, you know, it is good. 
I think I'd really like to try that on draft. Mm. Is that do they do? Oh yeah, they do on cask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had uh, Mad Goose. We're going to have next. I've had that on cask at the Wellington in Birmingham, and that was very, very nice. Mm. Um, but this is the week, the weakest of the beers they do. And yeah, you're right. It would be a tremendous. Three point eight is four point three. Is it four point three? You your notes the wrong way around. Um, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's even so, it's not. Uh, it's not strong. It's not pushing the boundaries, but it's. It's good for a gold nail. I mean, I had a gold nail actually a few minutes ago. I had Wainwright's. Um, what was the bottle? Wainwright's. Thwaites. Thwaites. Wainwright's. Something gold. Way. Wainwright way. Wainwright way. <laughs> Thwaites one. Yeah, it was a Thwaites one. Yeah. Wainwright. Love Thwaites beers, not just because they're from Blackburn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen now that at Ewood Park, home of Blackburn Rovers, you can yeah. now buy cask ale? Really? It's, it's the first, Thwaites. the first football stadium to have cask ales. So Only in Lancashire. Proper yeah. And you can also have uh, Wainwright's. Ale pie. So if, if that's not a reason to go and see the Rovers play, I don't know what is. So is, is this all because the, uh, the the Indian contingent has taken over? No, no. Wainwright, uh, Wainwright, Thwaites were always a, a big local concern in Blackburn. Um, I, I, I'm, the pies are different to the the Fenkies Chicken Company pies. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <coughs> if you go and watch the Mighty Rovers, you can now enjoy a, a pint of Thwaites Wainwright ale and a Thwaites Wainwright ale steak pie. As you enjoy a relegation six-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's close yes, to the bottom now, nice. isn't it? Unless you listen to it this in a month and it's like... <laughs> it's all over. It's all over. For any Americans, this is football we're talking about. The round game. At least we play football, not like the NFL. It's on strike. Is it? Yep. All right. Anyway, that's interesting for our uh, beer. I, and uh, today, Facebook was streaming an, an MLB. Oh, I heard about this, yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually watch it. I just saw someone tweeting about it. Yeah. You'll probably hear this in, well, I never like to say when when this is actually going to go out. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the middle of April, so hello April. Well, I've drunk mine. Yeah, okay. I've, no, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, this is quite a, it's quite, quite a young brewery then, I take it. They've got um, a funky feel about them. They do have a funky feel. They started off in 2005, so they're not that young. Yeah. Um, but they only produce three beers, which is the reason why we have three. All right. I see. Now, they, they've got their leaflet here. Okay. Moving everything that's on the leaflet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they do imports as well. German they do. Imports. They import pilsners and stuff. Oh no, Czech as well. Yeah. Um, but they literally do only have three beers. That's all they produce. Oh, okay. uh, they did do a fourth one at one point, uh, which I might come on to in a minute. But at the moment, they only do. They don't do any seasonals. They don't do any faff about with dark beers in winter. They just do three beers. Turn right. them out. So what yeah. happened to the fourth one? Uh, it's. I'll talk about it later. Oh. Suspense. It's, no, it's not suspense. <laughs> I'll stick around, otherwise I'll enjoy it. Yes, they, they did a walnut uh, imperial balsamic porter, uh, but it didn't catch on. Well, a no, walnut imperial balsamic That's, that's interesting, that's a lie. Uh, no, it's just the, the, the fourth beer they did was an offshoot of one of the others uh, we're going right. to have later. Okay, so. right, fair enough. Well, Plus, if I do tell you now, that's all my purity chat gone. So. <laughs> you need to save some. Yeah. Keep your powder dry. Yeah, so. yeah. Can't, can't say everything in the first beer. Mm-hmm. What should we score? Purity, pure gold? Yeah. 4.3% potentially? Yes. Let's do it. This was the 2008 Seba Midlands gold medal winner <clears throat> in the Bitters and Pale Ales category. I can see why. I'm torn between giving it a 7.5 and an 8. As I really like it. Oh, but then I think I gave other beers an 8, but I prefer. Different kind of 8. Different kind of 8. No, I'm yeah. going to give it an 8. It's a different kind of 8. Score it's different. a session 8. Yeah, a session eight is really, really nice. Uh, eight star. Eight, eight star. <laughs> eight S. 
Yes. Yeah, really, really good. And I'd want to see that on cask. So, Purity, if you're listening, let us know if it travels up north and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll hunt it out. Well, I will. Or we'll go down to Warwick Castle and storm the battlements with my broadsword. If Craig was here, he'd make a joke about your broadsword. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you make, a, make your own joke. Is that the one he was going to tattoo on his broadsword? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but not to scale. Indeed so. Yes. Yeah, to, yeah, to be one in ten, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I agree. You have a score for pure gold. Yes, I agree with everything uh, Shovel said there. I think seven and a half for me. Mm. It is broad. It is broad. Oh, did you see about the uh, the census? I was. I don't know. If this is strictly true, but again, this is topical because the census is out <laughs> this week and probably a month ago by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. But this, you can put down your understanding of Scots language. Yeah, yeah. I filled it in already. Oh, have you done yeah, it? Yeah, you're supposed to do it on Sunday, man. Well, I know, but... On Sunday? Mm, it's supposed to do it on the 27th. Yeah. You have to do it on the 27th? You have to do it on a particular day, yeah. Why? It's a snapshot of the country at that time. Uh, oh. not, not many people are going to be moving. Well, I suppose a few might move between now and Sunday. Yeah, you might have visitors or something. You're supposed to, you're supposed to write down all the visitors you have in your house. Stay really? overnight. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I was just going to look at it online. I mean, I've got the envelope. Oh, you can do that as well. My, uh, my mum said that uh, back in the crazy 60s, they used to have people round to their houses to stay overnight on set, on um, uh, census night just so they could put hundreds of people down. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of wacky thing they used to go to in the 60s. <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. They put all mashed off the tits. On. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Not no. you, mum, though, obviously. <laughs> Now everyone just puts Jedi down as their religion, yeah, and that's, that's it. as crazy as you get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not getting the whole neighbourhood in to say, yeah, I've got 500 guests. But yeah, you can put down your understanding of yes, English one, and yep. then Gaelic is another, yep. and then Scots language, which yep. I don't really think is a language anyway, no. so I put English only. But Scots language. An option. You want to give us some Scots language? No, is that like Hoot really Hoop Musgrove and uh, that's yeah. pure brilliant? Yeah, De Bro, that's, a, Bro, yeah, that's another one. Kind of that, if, if you've ever read Burns, like, he's a lot of Scots. Oh, totally, yeah. 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 But it's not really, I wouldn't call it a language, I've got more a dialect of English. Mm. Greeting, greeting and that. Person. Discuss. Okay. Discuss, there's a future topic for you. A future podcast. It's got a language. Well, I'm going to put down I speak Lancashire dialect because I know a few Lancashire words. Well, so. I'm exactly. going to speak Yorkshire dialect then. Yeah, too, right. That's all. That's all. Let's, let's do that over here. Do it. You're from and Canadian. So I could speak. Mixed. <laughs> French. Mixed, mixed dialects. What's it all about? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, what are you going to score? Oh, sorry. Uh, my score is seven because uh, it's very good. I like it. It's nice. <laughs> like it. It's nice. Yeah. It's a classic session. But again, I could, I could drink five or six of those. Um... It's a tremendous beer. Excellent. Well done, Beery. What's next? Next. Another one. (laughs) Next is another Purity beer. So join us for part two and our our second Purity beer. Back in time for match of the day. That's right. Hello and welcome back. I should say, actually, before we get going, a big thank you to Kirsten at Purity for uh, sending these beers through. And our second Purity beer. Out of three. It is Mad Goose. Mad Goose. It's, well, my notes say it's 4.2. It may not be, because uh, I, was, I was wrong last time. But then the bottle says 4.2 as well. Hey, so. correct. Uh, if you put in the first one, maybe the cask. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Uh, this is described as being a light copper pale ale. Uh, it won the National Zebra Award in 2009 for uh, Champion Best Bitters, a gold medal. It's a little bit copper coloured, maybe. Fizzy yeah. uh, It's named after the fearsome geese that patrol the brewery. 
Geese. Purity are very big on um, geese. Geese, yeah, well, that's one thing. And dogs too. But dogs. Well, our dogs specifically. Well, more on more on the dog later. Mm. Um, they've created a wetland system uh, specifically to treat the waste water that comes out of the brewery. Um, so it's totally sustainable. Uh, the liquid waste comes out of the brewery and it goes through nine different processes to completely um, recycle it back into nature. Huh? Great. Um, so they've got ponds, they've got ditches, it says they've got a reed bed, a weir, and then after the, the brewery waste goes through all those nine stages, it's just discharged into the local watercourse as pure water. Excellent. Yeah, well so done. no, nicely no done. treatment for them. Yep, and all the grain they use is recycled for animal feed, which a lot of breweries do. Yeah, um, <laughs> that doesn't make them special. <laughs> that's because they're based on a farm, so the farm animals there get advantage of all that. Uh, spent hops are spread on the field as fertiliser, so another use for the, the noble hop. Mm-hmm. They genuinely care about the planet. Well, who doesn't? Anyway, uh, that's not mine, that's a small one. <laughs> you know what I mean, Oh, we're on farm tonight. Or not. So, Mad Goose. <laughs> it is Ooh. cleaner than the last one. See, that's got a bit of, a bit of citrus in the flavour. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, sorry, the aroma. <laughs> What's the one you do your nose for? <laughs> hearing, yeah, that's right. Yeah, hearing nose. It, it, sound, it sounds a bit, uh, yeah, hoppy. Still a biscuity edge, though. Kind yeah. Caramelly edge. Ooh. It's more bitter. Yeah, more bitter. Sharper. Sharper, that's a good word, yeah. This is brewed with Marisotta malt, Caragold and wheat malt. Oh yeah, I have to taste a bit of the wheat yeah. With yeah, that's what you can taste. With halatau, bittering hops, and cascade and willamette for aroma. It's got cascading. So it's uh, not a lot of cascading. No, you don't really. you don't get much of the big the big seed. This is mostly wheat. I mean, actually, the the I'm going to mention it again. That Thwaites uh, Wainwrights <laughs> no. that we had. That was about that. Okay. Sponsored by Thwaites. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, Purity, I'm hijacking your <laughs> one of your rivals. But that, that had uh, lots of wheat in it, and it just tasted like lager. It really wasn't that great, so... <laughs> there you go, the wheat. Wait, wait, wasn't that great. Um, but this one, even though it has wheat in it, it's a, it's not as um, not as wheaty. Oh, my I'm, not, I'm not my game today, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as wheaty. It's, oh, it's we've been doing a lot of editing on. for this one. Come on, Taylor, wake up. Like editing in, in some kind of good... See, this is why we have Craig, because uh, when Mr. B's on, he just fills the air with foul stuff that... It it's either smells or words. It's, it's <laughs> it's either physically or... I prefer the words, to be honest, yeah. rather than smells. <laughs> Easier to deal with. I don't have to open my windows when you've all gone. Oh, you don't have to do that, do you? No. <laughs> I thought about it. But... You maybe should. I'm not as impressed with this one, if I'm no, being honest. I, I don't like it as much as the first one. Why, why is that? What's, is it balance um, different? Or? It's... it's it's a bit thin mm-hmm. and it's quite bitter but it doesn't quite balance it <clears throat> well enough for my liking I suppose um, when you think of pale ales you think of you think of that kind of hot bitterness yeah but I always think pale ales that are not American style need to have more alcohol in them you think to balance it out because you get a, pu- you get a pale ale that's along these kind of lines and it's got the hot bitterness but there's, there's nothing really to kind of give it the sweetness that you need to kind of punch through is that what you're trying to yeah, articulate yeah. with your fist <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a punching motion here yeah it's a bit one note it kind of doesn't but when that one note is done well they it. can be really good yeah uh, I'm not saying this is bad it's just um, 
I, I, I prefer the first one. Yeah. No, I, excuse me, I happily drink this, but I just compared to the first one, huh? it's got the same. Now this is the one I have had on cast, and it was a, it was more mellow than this, definitely. Mm. Um, it was it was very good. Quite fizzy at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Think what other flavours I'm getting? Marshmallows, orchards, orchards, cheese, Craig socks, lots of things. Uh, some good news for Purity was in October, just gone, they uh, had plans approved to uh, get a new brew site, which almost triples their capacity to 5.9 million pints a year. What oh, is that? I'm that? our local brewery. Oh, goodness, I don't know. It's a 5,000 square foot brew house, uh, capable of producing 400 brewers' barrels a week, 115,000 pints. Sounds like a lot, but wow. I don't know if that is a lot. It does. Uh, based on empty bar- based in empty barns at the uh, at the farm. No. Next summer it'll start. Well, this summer now. Um, and they're going to install heat technology to cut energy usage by thirty percent. So they're doing well for the planet. Still. Wow. Does it say how they're going to do that? Uh, no. No. Just that they'll install heat exchange technology. Oh, heat exchange. Heat exchange. Uh, right. But they're doing really well because uh, last. Year in September, they announced that their turnover for 2010 had risen by 53% to 2.01 million pounds. Uh, pretty good. Mm. With net profits doubling to 200,000. So it's, it's not um, not Brewdog territory, but they're putting in a profit, which is great. They have 500 pubs they, they supply. How much of that goes in tax? Well, mm. Oh, yes. Should we talk about the budget? I suppose we could. I mean, you're going to hear this in April, I would think. Uh, today was budget day in the UK, so we're fresh from the uh, battering that's been given out to the, the beer industry and the pub industry. Under the guise of nothing happening. Under <laughs> the guise of nothing happening. Uh, but by the time you hear this, it'll be old news. But yeah, we can talk about it. it just, I can't remember what I, was, what I was reading, but on a barrel of beer, um, the UK pays £86-ish mm. in duty. Mm-hmm. The States pays either £7.50 or $7.50, which is why their industry is growing yeah. and why ours isn't. Yeah, I mean, duty on beer in the UK has risen by 33% in th- three years, since 2008. That's just insane. In Germany, it's 5%. Uh, the level of duty there is almost none. And we now pay more duty here than we do in, they do in Sweden. That's insane. That is because that's an yeah. expensive country. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, camera announced today after obviously the, the budget oh, in case you haven't heard the, well you, you may have heard by <laughs> or if you're not in the UK um, budget controlled by the government to do with taxing and spending they've announced for the, this forthcoming budget that although beer the rate duty tax on beer is not changing or they haven't changed the mechanism of taxing beer it's still going up because the last government the Labour government put in a um, beer scale which meant that the price of duty increased by 2% over inflation. So inflation's just gone up again, so beer will go up to 2% above that. So, More um, than 6.4 or something. Or... Yeah, so it's uh, the real increase will be 7.5%. But the Chancellor can sit there and say he hasn't changed the rate of duty on beer, which he hasn't. It was just always meant to go up, and it was always going to go up, and it will go up again next year and the year after. I think 2014 is when it stops. Just insane. Um, so even though he hasn't changed the rate of duty on beer, the tax will have increased a pint by, I think they said about 10p. 
Doesn't yeah. sound a lot, but I mean, we're pushing already 330, 340 a pint in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's the average pint of a price in the UK is about £2.60. I think I'm scrabbling, that might not be exactly right, but it's a lot less than we pay here because we live in a, a big city. But. And now, uh, for the first time, when you buy a pint in the pub, uh, a pound of that is tax. That's the first time that's happened. And there's other things too, like they, the, the government also. We did a post on this actually in October, if I wrote a post today. Uh, our budget response uh, but in, they had a, a, a beer well alcohol taxation review in October when they announced that they may in the budget put down the duty on beers under 2.8% and increase duty on beers over 7.5% oh, yeah. which, which they have they brought in today so that, that is going to happen uh, in September so in September, all beer over 7.5% will go up by 25% in price. Uh, get drinking at Brewdog bars. Yeah, drink it while you can. Yeah, that is bonkers. Uh, ostensibly to combat problem drinking, uh, problem drinkers who go for special brew, although... I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, um, they don't. Yeah. Alco pops and all that kind of stuff. It's just so short-sighted. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, as well, we could speak about this for hours, obviously, but... Um, the whole the whole idea of the current government is that they're trying the the private sector has to take the slack <clears throat> up for the plunging economy uh, and the cuts. So uh, a major industry such as brewing, you yeah. think they'd be wanting to help it rather than hinder. Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly the opposite of what they're doing. And isn't isn't it they're now actually getting less back in duty from it because it's people are just drinking it less. And yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the relative amount of money they're going to get is going to, well, analysts say it, it will decrease because, as you say, it will put people off drinking. Mm. I know Cameron often go on about the pub closures and uh, and that that will this will affect that pubs will close because of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, jobs will be lost. Anyway, so we, we've said on the beer cast today, uh, and by the time you hear this, I'm sure we'll have said it again that. When this, when this comes in in September, the duty increase goes on on Sunday, so that will already have, already have happened by the time you uh, you hear this. But the increase in duty on 7.5% beers and above in September, we will feature nothing but beers over 7.5% for the whole of September as a protest. Yeah, we should do it from now on as a protest. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> so September is going to be boozy month here on the beer cast, nothing, nothing under 7.5%. No, we um, should do it from now on and then... Stick it to the man. All the way through? All the way from... from sourcing. <laughs> no, we can just highlight that there are lots of decent ones out there that we're not drinking to get wasted in. Mm. With Well, do you know what the percentage of the British alcohol bought is beer over 7.5%? 0.1%. Very, very small. So it's less than 0.5%. Yeah, 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%. 0.5%
You're not, not a fan compared to the... Uh... No, the other one was really really nice, um, session-y, orangey-ish uh, beer. This is, because it's a pale ale, I, for my pale ale, I expect more citrusy stuff. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the American style, so... Mm-hmm. Although Maybe. six uh, is a solid score, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's just a bit not too... bad. It's just a bit, I'm just lacking a bit for me. Yeah, it's just a bit too bitter, I think. Um, and not in a kind of hot, bitter way. It's got there's something... A multi bitterness. Yeah, so I'm going to give that five and a half. Right. Um, so that's our second beer. Uh, come back in a moment for our third and final purity beer. Because it's the only other one they do. So if you know what purity, you're probably going to guess what's coming up. <laughs> Play along at home, <laughs> if you will. Back in time for match of the day. That's right. Hello, and welcome back. We're uh, in Edinburgh, Scotland, wherever you are, hello. Uh, this is our third and final purity beer of the evening, and it is... Uh, pure Ubu. Pure Ubu. Pronounced Ubu. Named after the faithful slash feared, or as they say in Scotland... Feared. 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 Canine fiend. Feared. Oh, friend. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ubu, protector of our secrets. To Ubu is our natural dog. I, I don't know, it doesn't say. Uh, there's a picture of it in this. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, the actual dog was in the cartoon. There's a picture of a dog, look. Oh, yeah, there is. Okay, well, hello, hello, Ubu, if you've listened. <laughs> uh, this is a distinctive amber coloured beer, it says, which isn't really a style, but there you go. Not particularly. Tom? Now, I noticed on your little bottle cap board you mm-hmm. have one of these bottle caps already with a little red star on them i do so which one of these have you had previously uh that's a good question uh yeah firstly i have you may have seen it by the time this goes out i've got a metal magnetic board with all the bottle caps that i've collected on magnetized uh and we do have a purity one which has got that kind of that red smudgy star i think it was um i think it was uber actually because yeah. they sell it in sainsbury's so i think i, I got it in there mm. Um, although that was a while ago and I, I can't remember what it was like. This is multi, but in a very nicely balanced way. It is dark amber. Very subtle. It's so this uses 100% English Maris Otter Malt with Challenger and Cascade hops. So it's got two of the seas. Well, two of the seas, I don't know. Well, the Cascade Centennial. Challenger Chinook. Mm-hmm. It's created a balanced, full-flavoured beer. I'd say it is full flavour. Well, full taste, anyway. I think that's quite nice. Yeah, this is one I've had before, yeah. It tastes like a bitter. It's like a... Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a proper, dare I say it, northern bitter. Yeah. My dad would like that. Uh, Napanee Wood. Napanee Wood. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. People at my work say feared when they mean afraid. Afraid. So you would say someone's feared of spiders. Ah, uh, yeah. That would be appropriate use. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was feared of spiders. Hey. Fair, fair feared. Fair feared, yeah. Yes. It doesn't sound the same in a, a plummy you, English accent. Do you live in a... Do you work in, like, the Scottish place on earth? Well, the NHS. Yeah, pretty much. It's uh, full of... Scottish people. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We like Scottish people. You know? we so do does my work, but they don't speak like that. 
Oh uh, yeah, they're not um, wearing tam shanters. Eating haggis for lunch every day. But they do say the odd uh, Scottish phrase. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, if I'm in a bad mood, I would say I was crouchy. You were what? Crouchy. Crunchy. Crouchy. 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 Which is a Lancashire word. Crouchy. Crouchy. Or if you go into the cupboard and there's not much to eat and you have to put things together, they, you call that a ballyan meal. Ballyan, where does that come from? Where does that come from? I, I don't know. All right. Oh. It's just one of these things. It comes from the mists of time. <laughs> Find out. Ooboo. boo Yeah, so let's get back to the beer. Yep. Ooboo. This was highly commended in the 2009 World Beer Awards in the Golden Ale category, which is kind of odd because I don't, well, I don't know what categories they have in the World Beer Awards. Yeah, it looks, it's very amber. Yeah, but not. Yeah, I mean, you could if you put up to the light, you could say it was maybe gold. Although no, <laughs> actually, you could. We're looking for yellow or orange. <laughs> it's On not a sliding pure scale. Gold. Yeah, it's not not pure gold. I quite like it. Yeah, it's not setting my. Yeah, I'm not going to say what I was going to think. <laughs> <laughs> it's another quaffable. All, all these beers have been good yeah. and quaffable. It's interesting that they, they just concentrate purely on three beers. I mean, how many other breweries do you get that would just make three beers? Like no seasonals. Or no. Not yeah. You know, did the brewers not get bored, though? You, you maybe they do, yeah. I mean, a lot of brewers do seem to get <clears throat> kind of itchy sometimes, and they do mad stuff and mm-hmm. do a seasonal beer. It might not be very nice, but you, yeah. just to kind of mix it up a bit. Bung some spices in at Christmas. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. Uh, the fourth beer that they produced was called Farmer's Harvest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going back to the yes. part one. I remember that. Good job I stayed. I was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Repaying all these listeners who've uh, hung on for this part. Uh, yeah, it was the first beverage in the UK to be awarded the Red Tractor Certificate. What does that uh, mean? What's you're going to ask me what the Red Tractor is, and I, I don't know. Really? It's, it's something to do with assured food standards. Oh, I've seen a Red Tractor on other things. Do you ever play the, the tractor game when you're in a backpacker bus? Have you ever been in a backpacker bus? You haven't. No, actually, I haven't. No. no. When were you in a backpacker bus? I was in New Zealand. Ah, oh, right. Oh, and course. Australia twice. You did All the right. Australian one as well. Yeah, I did the. Um, God, what were they called? It wasn't the. Uh, Not the Oz bus. No, as cover your cover your ears, mum. The little green fuck bus. <laughs> Indeed, for eighteen-year-olds. Yeah, no, I did the more mature one because I was what twenty or something. The little green get drunk and then can't be bothered bus. That's right. <laughs> Go because, to sleep. Yeah. Uh, stray. It's called stray bus. Anyway, so what's the tractor game on the backpacker bus? Oh, yeah, well, so when you're in the bus in, in New Zealand, there's tractors everywhere, and it's like a I spy, so, well, whoever sees a tractor shouts out, and then what colour it is. So you say, tractor red, and then the first person to say that, if they get it right, they get a point. So, hang on, somebody says tractor red, and then the other person has to... It's the first person to shout out that they've seen a tractor, basically. All right, and that, that's you won the game. No, you build up points and you play for as long as you want. <laughs> All right, there's a point system. So you've system. driven to the next town. Right. And if you see a tractor dealership, you get double points. All right. So you shout, a tractor dealership. And there's somebody at the front of the bus with some kind of blackboard. Yeah, they have to mark it down. All right, okay. Although it, I've, I've bossed around Australia and, and it's, it's fucking boring. So yeah. I suppose you've got to do something to... You just see nothing for days but yeah, dust. Yeah, exactly. Dust in fields. Uh, but the tractor game is tough for me because I'm colourblind. Red, green, classic. And the majority of tractors are either red or green. Yeah. So if I shout out tractor green and it's red, I, I lose all my points. So did you just sit quietly at the back? Wishing I could see a yellow tractor. <laughs> or, purple or a purple or something. Oh, purple's even worse. No, something that I could see, like a white one, like a yellow <laughs> for the rest of the tractor. You just have to guess. Red! <laughs> oh. 
50-50 it's 50-50 pumped anyway so yeah Farmer's Farmer's Harvest was a celebration ale they put out in 2008 to celebrate the centenary of the National Farmers Union it was available in Tesco uh, and it was a an offshoot of Pure Ubu Pure Ubu apparently with a, they, they messed with the hops a little bit put their first goal in it uh, a full flavoured amber beer so we've we heard that before <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's uh, you can't get that anymore, unfortunately. It was just a, a limited run. So they, they do. I don't know why they did one and didn't do any more. Mm, yeah, seems. Well, I mean, I thought, oh, that's it. We've done one. You know, that's the. Maybe they're just building it. Up. Let's get back to the uh, mad goose. Maybe they were. But well, I mean, fair play. I'm not criticising. Mm. It's just that it seems it's quite unusual for the the brewers themselves to actually just keep, yeah keep so steady. Like that. But it, it's obviously a, a good sign of quality they can carry on making the same mm. three beers mm. but to this high standard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereas I guess brewers who just do always do me- well, they do a base range of three or four standards and then do all kinds of weird stuff. Mad stuff. You would think what, maybe when they get back to doing their standard beers either they're not as interested or it might slip in productivity. But if you're constantly doing the same three quality beers then yeah, your, your QA must be really good to get, mm. get the same standard out. Uh, well, I've got to start my stopwatch, so uh, I'm guessing we're yep. enough of the way through this. That's all my purity chat, so uh, let's have some scores for Purity Pure Ubu. Named after our faithful or feared canine friend. Who's going first? You. I am. Okay. I um, I quite like that. I'm still drinking it. Some good multi notes. Yeah. Uh, Makes a change from all the bitterness and hoppiness that we seem to be attacking ourselves with recently. It's very flat compared to the two. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give it seven and a half. I, I like it. You do that. Enough. Do you That's me. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to it six and one half, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, but a very, a really good, quaffable session beer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give that a seven. Uh, it's not nice and malty, and it, it tastes like a great bitter. I don't, they don't call it a bitter, I don't think. But um, mm. amber ale. Amber ale, yeah. But I, mean, but I yeah. suppose you know, one man's amber ale is another man's, man's bitter. Beer. But yeah, it's, it's definitely like a bitter. Yeah, I'm loving that. Mm. Okay, well, Price. three great beers. Thank you very much to um, Kirsten from the uh, Purity Brewery for sending those through for us. Uh, should we have our other beer? Yeah, we can no, have one to finish off. No, no, no. Not, not a purity beer. We don't have a bottle of uh, Farmer's Harvest to complete the set. Um, all the guys on Rate Beer, they were, I'm sure they were straight into uh, getting that, you know. Because after I, I do Rate Beer, um, so this is my third out of the four purity beers, but of course I won't be able to try uh, Farmer's Harvest, so I can't get a full set. But. Do you get um, like a, a dinner service or something when you get the full set? <laughs> you should do. <laughs> Unless there are any bottles of Farmer's Harvest knocking about the uh, Warwickshire Brewery. I don't know. Send them up. Yep. Um, Craig Garvey's got all four, of course. Oh, yeah, but of yeah. course. Good old Craig. Expect nothing less. Oh, Craig, you're listening. I'm sure he's. More beer to drink. More important things to do. Uh, Craig Garvey is the the current rate beer king of Scotland. He's got almost seven thousand rate beer. Is he up to seven thousand now? He's six, mid six, sixes. Whereas I'm on three hundred and eighty something. The terrifying thing about that is he's a, a mere a mere small fish compared to yes, some of his repeat friends yeah, who are on like thirty thousand yeah, ridiculous yeah. like which is just obsession gone mad inconceivable yeah, yeah. inconceivable 
Okay, uh, so when you come back, we'll have our bonus beer, uh, which is uh, a bit different to these, but um, thank you very much to Kirsten, and we'll see you very shortly. Back in time for match of the day, that's right. Three, two, one, you're back in the room. <laughs> Hello, welcome back. Uh, this is our beer cast purity showcase special, but we're going to have a bonus beer, a non-purity beer, just because I got one sitting in the cupboard. We've got so many beers in the cupboard, we I need do. to get through well, them somehow. You wouldn't know. Um, so this is a slight change of pace after three refreshing golden ales. This is Colonel Brewery's Imperial Stout, 12.5%. Pours black as midnight with a... <laughs> it certainly does. A coffee. A very, that's not even coffee, that's really brown head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's brutally brown. This has become something of a tradition now to end on a bonus Colonel beer, because last time out we had uh, Colonel Citra, which just did tremendously well in the scoring. Oh my. Um, so we were talking off air what would happen if uh, Colonel made all the places of our Beer of the Year show. We'll have to uh, cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, our Beer of the Year show is we take the four highest scoring beers of all these podcasts this year uh, away at Christmas and resample the top four and pick a winner. Which last year was Odell Brewing's... Uh, Isolation Ale. Isolation Ale, thank you. I'm struggling there. Smells a bit stronger than the others. <laughs> I think it smells stronger than all of us put together. I think it probably mm. That's because it... Oh, it's, it's actually, is it the same percentage as all the others put together? No, it's not. It's... Uh, 12. It's just less. Just less. 12.5%. <laughs> wow. That aroma is... Yeah, it's what's on, what's on, just smell this. It's just... First of all, it's alcohol. you got a big kind of punchy alcohol smell. Not, was, not as coffee-ish, is it? There's a bit of coffee in there, yeah, yeah but not much. It's very bitter. It's, it's almost like kind of um, when you smell like paint thinners and it kind of... Yeah, yeah, actually. It kind of clears your nose. Yeah. That? Especially if you... That's a sipper, if ever there was one. <laughs> I couldn't drink a full bottle of that. Oh, that's... It's a little bit pruney. Yeah. It's punishing. Any oh, of the pure gold left to clean your beer? Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> so you're not a fan of the big Imperials then? Um, I don't mind some Imperial Stouts. It's just, I do find they're very heavy going and you really do need to be in the mood for them. I suppose this one's, uh, I, mean, I like drinking my Imperials at room temperature, but the other week when we were at the Brewdog Bar and we had those, those really big beers, they're all cold. Yeah. Which initially it helps when you're drinking them, but you don't get the flavours and the, the, the aromas that you do when they're this, this temperature. Um, yeah, so we had the Michela Kopi, yeah. Kopi Coffee um, Stout. Yep. What percentage was that? That's only 6.5. Was it? Five. Yeah. I thought it was more than that. Anyway. Because I've got the Colonel Coffee Stout down there, um, which we're going to have at some point. Alright. We could have had to that. This is making my chest hurt. <laughs> Sorry, coffee IPA, not coffee stamp. Oh. Making your chest hurt, yeah? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know, these really strong Imperial Stouts. It's, it's almost, there's more punishing than drinking white, even though it's kind of almost the same. Same percentage. Percent. Yeah, the alcohol. But it's, it's, it seems more alcoholic somehow. I don't know why. There is a lot of alcohol in this. You can really taste the alcohol. It kind of cuts through at the end. And yeah, it kind of war- really warms yeah, your throat. Warmy, burny way. Yeah. On the tongue, yeah. It's just all... It kind of shrivels your tongue up with the alcohol. It's really, really rich. Very... Lots of um, dark fruit, like prunes and raisins and stuff. Mm. Um, I think it's nice. I like that. And you're right. I mean, that's why it's, it's a 330ml bottle. I could drink one of those. 
You reckon? Yep. Oh, take me all night. I would. Well, I would st- really struggle to get through that. As uh, our departed friend Mr. B says, it, that's a definite evening beer, right there. Oh well. One of those. Mm-hmm. Nice fireplace. Copy of War and Peace. You said departed Craig, it makes it sound like he's died. He's oh, yeah, just, no, he's he, just not here. He's gone to Bracknell. He's not. <laughs> he's, he might as well. That's be. not euphemism. <laughs> he's gone to Bracknell. <laughs> um, otherwise, he'll be here joining in and probably saying, <laughs> something to that effect. But I've had a lot of these lately because I go to Craig, uh, Rate Beer Craig's house. He, he loves Imperial Stouts. Um, it's his favourite style so you go there and that's you drink a lot of these beers mm. and, and bourbon age ones barrel age ones all kinds of ones that have burpy ones <laughs> yeah uh, ones that have all kinds of other flavours in this is just purely the the really really strong imperial stout no, no kind of uh, oak no kind of whiskey it's just whack massive amounts of alcohol yeah. massive amounts of dark malt coffee and uh Creams and raisins. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of experience in drinking these this particular stuff, but I think it's just maybe a bit much for me. So viscous too, it really yeah, coats yeah, yeah. coats your tongue when you swallow it. Well, it almost smells like a stew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you do <laughs> a wine a, stew. I did a stew with like wine and venison and and prunes as well actually, and it smells a bit like that. You could definitely cook with this. It would do really. Yeah, right. Really yeah, actually, yeah, it would be really good in cooking. Probably quite expensive to use in cooking, but. If you're not aware of the Colonel Brewery, then we've actually done a Colonel Showcase. Um, I can't remember offhand what beer cast it was, but it was in the end of October, September, October last year. Uh, it's one man, does it? His name's Evan. He brews in London. Uh, and he just brews all kinds of traditional dark London styles and big, hoppy, really strong IPAs, pale ales, and the like. And on our last podcast, when we did the Brewdog IPAs Dead, Showcase. Uh, we tried the Citra IPA, which was just amazing. In fact, I gave it a 10. My first ever 10. Mm-hmm. Can I predict a 10 from Gruben for this one? No. <laughs> Unlikely. It's, uh, yeah, it's just not my um, not my preferred style. <clears throat> yeah, mine. mine either. I haven't had, really had enough of this kind of beer either to mm. judge it on a comparative basis. Yeah, it's a bit too much alcohol at the finish for me. Just, I can take the pruniness just, but then and then the alcohol just whacks its way through like a battering ram. Battering ram. <laughs> it does, yeah, it really does. And leaves like, like a little an alcoholy taste at the top of my mouth, but whilst the bottom of my mouth is being coated by pruniness. <laughs> so my mouth isn't balanced. <laughs> <laughs> it's an imbalanced. Imbalanced mouth chart. Oh dear, an imbalanced mouth chart. <laughs> <laughs> Could there be anything worse? It's like than crossing the streams. Yeah, don't cross the streams. Uh, but when we went to the Brewdog opening uh, last week or last month, you've listened to this. Um, we we tried lots of really strong beers, like the um, the one at seventeen percent. Well, that's Saki. Saki one. I thought that was really nice, yeah. but I only had a little bit of it. Yeah. And it comes in a very small bottle. I think it's two seventeen. So uh, three different numbers. One of us will be right. <laughs> But it was it was a lighter beer. It wasn't a it wasn't a dark yeah, stouty yeah. stout. It was high percentage, though, wasn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't drink a lot of that. Um, but that's all to do with mouthfeel because I guess that was um, it was lighter on the palate, even yeah. though it was stronger in alcohol. Whereas this one is so dark and gloopy, and you get all of the alcohol. It just stays with you mm. a lot. Mm. But too much for me. 
Yeah. My least favourite Colonel beer so far. Huh? Yeah. Well, this is uh, Craig Garvey's favourite Colonel yeah. beer. Yeah. Sorry, Craig, I know you're not listening, so... so uh, you're wrong! <laughs> <laughs> you have a... Look, if you hold it to the light, it just nothing penetrates. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's totally, like, totally, it's totally like black. It's like the yeah. blackest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> you could use it as blackout blind. You could, yeah. You could hang it up in front of your ground. Okay, so we have some scores. This is our bonus beer, so just because I had it in the cupboard, we'll throw it in. Um, so let's have some scores for uh, Colonel Imperial Stout. 12.5% of your British percents. Um, I'm going to give it a 4. Not my, not really my style of beer, and I, I just, just don't think it sits right in my mouth, so 4 for that for me. Yeah, I'm reluctant to score it, really. I'm not sure I'm qualified. <laughs> but um, I'll say four as well. But yeah, for similar reason, I, it, it doesn't sit well with me. I just don't like this kind of beer very much. Yeah. So. I'm going to give it a seven. Um, you it's, like it? It's nice? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... I don't want to say it's a grown-up beer, because that sounds condescending yeah. to you two. What are you telling me here? <laughs> <laughs> we can it's take our training wheels off, you know. <laughs> But it's, it's that kind of beer that's got so much going on that if anything that goes on in that you're not sure of or you don't like, it, it just doesn't taste nice, which is the problem with these big imperial stouts. And I've been to Rape Beer Craig's house and had 14 of these in a night. Mm. But the, the difference among those being is that they're from different countries, they have different ageing uh, characteristics, they've got different things added to them. Yeah. So you can differentiate between them. Well, yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to do a comparison in that kind of like situation. But. The most infamous of all being Dark Lord, the Three mm-hmm. Floyds one, that's only released once a year. Um, and that tastes kind of similar to this, actually. It does, really? does taste quite similar. Um, but I wasn't blown away by Dark Lord. I'm not blown away by this. It's good because there's so much going on. Um, but you're right, it's not, not my favourite kernel beer. Um, but there's so many out there to try still, so I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get on to them all. Mm, yeah. I almost feel bad giving any kind of beers a bad score. Well, he, can, he has to have an off day. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, he does so many beers, you're not going to like all of them. No. Really oh, the of course, this one's very highly thought of, but it's just, it's not our thing, it's not our thing. Okay, uh, that was Colonel's Imperial Stout, that's our, our bonus. Uh, in terms of the purity beers, the one that came top was uh, Pure Gold. Which uh, scored a very respectable seventy-five percent. Yay! Uh, just ahead of Pure Ubu, which got seventy, and then Mad Goose came third with fifty-eight. Um, thank you very much again to uh, Kirsten at Purity for sending these beers through. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another beer cast, which I imagine it could be another brewery showcase actually, because I've got some hard knot beers we need to drink mm-hmm. from uh, beer blogger, home brewer, micro brewer, uh, hard knot. <laughs> I'm not man I'm not Dave Mr. Hardnut Hello Dave if you're listening um, so we'll do those uh, in the meantime you can come to our website which is thebeercast.com uh, you can drop us an email thebeercast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at thebeercast big thanks to Shovels and Gruden pleasure as, pleasure, always. as always thanks for presenting oh well you know I do my best you do Certainly. it's not good enough but I do it <laughs> hey. and we'll see you next time for more beers until then goodbye bye Bye.
my stomach actually it's like it's, it's burning cool. through <laughs> it's actually it's instead, of, instead of going <laughs> it's going taking a shortcut this is this isn't efficient <laughs> just make a hole here <laughs> it's burning through it's like uh, kind of Mr. Muscle yeah <laughs> probably I walk out of here and just go <laughs> 